It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. A holiday centered entirely around food creates, well, food waste. And food waste is a huge contributor to greenhouse gases. We all want to enjoy our turkey tomorrow without feeling the crushing weight of guilt if we don't finish our plates. Learn how to mitigate the harmful effects of your Thanksgiving meal coming up on the California Report. Then science correspondent Al Stoller encourages us to look up this holiday weekend. And news producer Julia Jem brings us a special Thanksgiving installment of her Vox Pop series. We close with a commentary from Shirley Frerichs. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. As Thanksgiving approaches, food pantries across the state are seeing an increase in need. That includes pantries at college campuses in the Central Valley. Here's KVPR's Joshua Yeager with more. Caitlin Diaz, a Bakersfield College sophomore, often faces a difficult choice, eating or education. But she says it's a simple decision. If I have to choose my education just to get me forward in life, well, then I'll choose it. Between inflation and sky-high gas prices, Diaz says she's had to cut back on expenses, sometimes even skipping meals, so she can afford the 50-mile commute from her Porterville home. Thanksgiving, a holiday centered around feasting, is a stark reminder of the need she faces on a daily basis. Usually when I'm hungry and like I have work to do, I just try to like put off like the growling noises that my stomach makes. Bakersfield College's food pantry is shielding Diaz and other students from going without this holiday. Diaz ended up winning a turkey in a raffle. Even still, everyday items are running low amid high demand this holiday season. Alan Usevia, also a sophomore, rummages through what's left of the canned foods. Thanks to the pantry, I don't need to buy that many items at the grocery store these days. The only problem is that sometimes, like, since these items are in high demand, um, a lot of times they run out. These students' stories aren't unique, says Caroline Danielson, a researcher with the Nonpartisan Public Policy Institute of California. It's not just an anecdote, not just limited to a high inflation period like now, where it may be exacerbated, but it's a longstanding issue for California students. A recent state law requires college campuses to direct students to CalFresh and other benefits. Danielson says it's one of the most effective tools for combating student hunger. For the California Report, I'm Joshua Yeager in Bakersfield. For the second time this year, state officials are delaying the start of commercial Dungeness crab fishing along California's coast. KQED's Laura Clivens explains why. Crab traps use long ropes, which can entangle and kill migrating humpback whales. And several whales have recently been spotted off of California's coast, from Sonoma County on down. Catherine Kilduff is an attorney with the Center for Biological Diversity. By delaying the season, this allows time for the whales to migrate back to Central America or Mexico, where they will reproduce in warmer waters. In the northern part of the state, crab fishing is delayed due to low crab meat quality. Basically, the crabs need to put on more weight. This is the fourth year in a row that the season has been pushed back. Recreational crab fishing is allowed, with limits on the type of gear used. For the California Report, I'm Laura Clivens. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. Paint Care, 
Now, with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute. Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel FALCOR-2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at schmidtocean.org. Tomorrow, millions of Californians will sit down to enjoy a Thanksgiving meal. And all of that food preparation will also create a lot of potential food waste, from turkey bones to vegetable peelings. But the gases that are released from food waste that's trucked to landfills is a big contributor to climate change. So how can you enjoy Thanksgiving dinner while also protecting the environment? I talked about that with Rachel Maki Wagner, the director of Cal Recycle, the state's recycling agency. She was so eager to talk about the topic, she interrupted her Thanksgiving vacation. So in California, we throw away about 1.8 billion still edible meals every year. That's a really hard number to get your head around, but what that really means is that each California family of four is throwing away around $1,500 worth of food every year. So it is a lot of food that is still very much fresh and edible. When it comes to the Thanksgiving meal, and particularly what happens after the Thanksgiving meal and in preparation for the Thanksgiving meal, what do you suggest people do? Well, I think if we all just think a little bit in advance about when we go to the grocery store, What do we truly need to do and make that shopping list so that we can decrease the amount of waste overall? But as we're doing our food prep, there are a couple of key things that we can do that will reduce our overall waste and are real opportunities for us. So I was talking to my parents who I am spending the holidays with, and we were talking about some of the things that we do in our house. And as we are getting our stuffing ready and our vegetables ready. The leftover little bits of carrots and celery and onion that we have, we put those in a container in the freezer. And later I can either make vegetable broth or add it with the other thing we like to do, which is taking our turkey bones and putting it in a big stock pot once we've got the turkey off of it. And we make turkey stock. And then all of those things can be frozen and used later. The other thing we love to do, which, you know, when you have leftovers on that table after the holiday, you look at that big bowl of stuffing and mashed potatoes and that leftover turkey. We all have our favorite recipes for right after Thanksgiving. But if you have a lot leftover, you can put it in freezer safe containers and save it for a couple of months. And in our household, it's like winning the lottery when in January I can pull out most of a Thanksgiving meal. And we can reminisce about that beautiful meal and have another Thanksgiving in January. And how about for those people who aren't going to do those things? They're just they're just going to want to throw away extra food or their food scraps. How should they do that? I am an advocate of getting as much out of the garbage can as possible. So for our turkey bones for our carrot tops and the the leftovers that aren't still edible. We want you to go ahead and put those in your green bin. Most California jurisdictions now have green waste collection programs where we want your food in that green waste bin instead of your trash bin so that we can send it off to a compost facility or an anaerobic digestion facility and recycle it. 
All right. That is Rachel Maki Wagner, the director of Cal Recycle, the state's recycling agency. Thank you so much for joining us on the California Report. And more importantly, have a great Thanksgiving, okay? You too. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. And everybody, I hope you're very, very safe. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, November 23rd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Let's take a look at today's local news. As millions of people take to the roads this Thanksgiving weekend, the California Highway Patrol has announced that the agency will implement a maximum enforcement period and deploy all available officers through the weekend. CHP officers will be working to assist motorists and enforce traffic safety laws throughout the state, actively looking for unsafe driving behaviors, including impaired or distracted driving, unsafe speed, and people not wearing seatbelts. According to the CHP's data, during the 2021 Thanksgiving holiday weekend, CHP officers issued more than 5,600 citations for speed and seatbelt violations, and made over 1,000 arrests for driving under the influence. 42 people, including 16 pedestrians and one bicyclist, were killed in crashes in the Highway Patrol's jurisdiction during that four-day period. The maximum enforcement period began today, Wednesday, November 23rd, and will end on Sunday, November 27th. According to the Union of Grass Valley, Nevada County's proposed half-cent sales tax, Measure V, has failed. Tuesday's updated Nevada County Elections Office results show that a no on Measure V campaign has increased its lead to a margin of roughly 1,700 votes. With less than 1,000 ballots left to be counted, there aren't enough votes to make up for the margin. The hotly debated measure would have implemented a half-cent sales tax intended to provide wildfire prevention, emergency services, and disaster readiness. Turning our attention to your forecast from the National Weather Service, For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight, clear with a low around 42. Thanksgiving will be sunny with a high near 66. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 20. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high near 47. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, clear with a low around 39. Thursday, sunny with a high near 67. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. We launched a spacecraft to the moon last week, and now, tonight, the moon is gone. KVMR science correspondent Al Stoller suggests enjoying the moon when it returns this weekend. There are no straight lines when you're navigating space. Spacecraft fly in long, looping curves. That's why it took a full five days for the Artemis spacecraft to reach the moon and then fly over the surface. Don't go outside to look for the moon tonight. The moon was new just a few hours ago. When the moon is new, it hides in the fierce glare of the sun. The far side of the moon, the side facing away from us, the far side of the moon is now all lit up. But we never see the far side of the moon, unless we launch a spacecraft to go around, which is what Artemis 1 is doing right now, a long, looping orbit around the moon. When the far side of the moon is all lit up, the near side, facing us, gets no light at all. Having said that, let me jump in and amend what I just said. The near side of the moon, the side facing us, gets no light directly from the sun. 
but the near side, even when the moon is new, does get some light. A few days from now, a few nights, the moon will have moved out from the sun's glare, and then we'll see a crescent moon lit brightly by the sun. Inside the crescent, the rest of the moon will also be lit, but very dimly, and not by the sun. Earth and moon are locked in a dance, a waltz we've been dancing for billions of years. Just as we look up to the moon in the sky, moon people, if there were moon people, moon people would look up to see the earth in the sky. And whatever phase we earth people see in the moon, moon people would see the exact opposite phase in earth. So when the moon, for us, is full and bright, moon people see the earth as new and dark. But when the moon is new, like tonight, moon people see the earth as full. Earth is bigger than the moon, and earth is shinier than the moon. If you think the full moon is bright, full earth is outrageous. We've all seen the full moon light up the landscape. Right now, the full earth is lighting up the moonscape. We cannot see the moonscape now because the moon is new. But this weekend, the moon will be just past new, and earth just past full. Sunlight reflecting off the nearly full earth will light up the moonscape, light up the moonscape with earthshine. Earthshine will be easy to see. Look for earthshine on the moon after sunset in the west, Saturday and Sunday. It's now the holiday, holy day season. It's no accident that the holiday season coincides with the short days, long nights of the winter solstice, a time when we might need a picker-upper. Thank you, dear listener, for listening to my musings. Let's take care of ourselves, take care of each other. I'll talk with you again real soon. For KVMR, I'm Al Stoller. Up ahead, KVMR's Julia Gem continues her ongoing Vox Pop series. With Thanksgiving just a day away, Julia hit the streets of Nevada County on a quest to ask residents a particularly seasonable question. But this being Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving being notoriously unpredictable in terms of what spews forth across a dinner table, even the simplest of requests can turn provocative. Thanksgiving, even aside from its origins, cultural implications, and possible prompts for conversation, is complicated. For many people, Thanksgiving means a multitude of things. It's the potential for gathering, for reconciliation, for togetherness, for confrontation, for preparation, and for the pressure of crafting the perfect dish. Whether we like it or not, there's so much room for interesting storytelling opportunities surrounding Thanksgiving, even here in Nevada County. I found myself curious about our community's experience with this complex holiday, and so I figured that for this segment, I'd prompt citizens with a very simple and objectively nostalgic request. Tell me about your most memorable Thanksgiving. Our first response comes from Roxy at the dog park in Penn Valley. I think it must have been one of the early ones at my grandma's house when um, when she was young enough and all the grandkids used to come over and we had a separate table for the kids and a separate table for the adults. And uh, we just played for a long time. And those days are gone, I think, because um, you know, the family's gotten older and we have more kind of separated segments of Thanksgiving. So I feel like it would be nice to get there one day when we can have a huge family with that many kids together again one day. This next response is Steve from the playground benches at Gateway Park. Ooh, that's a hard one. I'm an old man. There's been a lot of them. There was one that when I was working in Saudi Arabia that was pretty cool because it was uh, 
illegal to uh, have any other religion but Islam. So you had to call it like, uh, what did what did they say? Like it's like on Christmas and all the other Christian holidays over there. If you're there as a worker, you gotta hide it. So they would call it seasonal turkey or seasonal meals and stuff like that. But we all got together in uh, one of the like compounds we lived in there, like in the military, and had wine, illegal wine and illegal beer, and had turkey. And turkeys are real hard to get out there because they're like six or seven bucks a pound. It's crazy. You pay like 80 bucks for a little turkey because they got to ship them. They're frozen like a bowling ball. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was it. When we were in Saudi Arabia, that was the most interesting Thanksgiving. And lastly, our final three responses come from Bart, Elena, and Mindy in downtown Grass Valley. Oh, geez. I, my favorite memorial, memorable, memorable. memorable Thanksgiving would be um, probably about 10 years ago when my Mom and dad were still alive, and all my brothers and sisters, grandkids, great grandkids all got together, and there were probably 35, 40 of us, and it was just so wild and crazy, and all the food was awesome, and uh, just a lot of good times with all the family together. What I remember about Thanksgiving when we came to America, when we immigrated, it was the first Thanksgiving here, and uh, our friend we went to college together to study English he invited like a few people to go and it was so awesome because it was so multi multicultural so many people from different countries and like probably it was their first Thanksgiving too and after Turkey and all the stuff they did uh, what is it singing like karaoke it was so fun and it was so cool it yeah i remember that the most so one memorial probably the most memorial memorable thanksgiving was um many years ago it was thanksgiving after my brother-in-law had passed and he had passed suddenly about a year before and so it was just really nice to be able to get together with family and celebrate and, and have good times. It was also my niece's uh, first or second Thanksgiving, and um, it was just really nice to be with family and, 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 and be joyful. What kind of gift giver do you tend to be? Do you go overboard? Have you had presents wrapped and stacked since July? Or are you scrambling come Christmas Eve? In tonight's commentary, Shirley Frerichs examines the philosophy behind gift giving something that's often lost amid the frenzy of finding the perfect present. Are you already thinking about gift ideas? Christmas will come up fast after the Thanksgiving celebrations conclude. The spirit of giving will go on. And in what spirit will you give? The author of Braiding Sweetgrass, Robin Wall Kimmerer, says the ethic of reciprocity lies at the heart of gifting. It denotes relationship, belonging, and caring. Giving back. Gifting is also about gratitude. Gratitude that we have the abundance to be able to give and the openness of heart to receive and to be appreciative. Plus an awareness that there are many who do not have abundance and are suffering. Robin suggested being aware that everything comes from the earth. Yes, everything, if you really stop to think about it. Perhaps we can appreciate those gifts more deeply. 
All the food that we prepare and share are gifts from the earth. The plants, the farmers, the truckers, and all who have had a hand in getting it to your store and your table. They nourish our spirits as well as feed our bodies. And we get to share them with people we care about. What a great combination. Robin offers this thought about gifting. I imagine if we acknowledge that everything we consume is the gift of Mother Earth, we would take better care of what we are given. Sad to admit that the collective we have not taken enough good care of our Earth, given the climate concerns we are now living with. Mutual flourishing of all living creatures is possible, with some forethought. How does this fit with gifting? Well, we have the opportunity to do our gift list in a different way this year looking at the type of gifts we give that will honor the limits of the earth and delight the recipient. Might giving your family member or friend the gift of you feel good to both of you? An adventure or a fun outing together, a hand-knit wool hat that becomes a treasure. Consider the other end of gifting, the end of the life cycle of any given item. Does it get worn for a long time or does it end up in landfill in short order? Short-term, single-use plastics are the ones that usually end up in the landfill, giving off methane as they decompose. That translates into greenhouse gases that contribute to the destruction of our Earth and the suffering of many. Consider gifts that don't go to waste. Edibles, plantables, reusables, refillables. Enjoy the fun of coming up with some new types of gifts that will please your recipient and care for Mother Earth. Give the gift of planting a tree or a donation to a land trust. Membership in our parks is not only good for the person, but it helps to provide necessary staff and equipment to keep it beautiful. There are even gift wrappings that do not go to waste, like twine instead of plastic ribbon, paper you reuse instead of throwing it away. All the metallics and the sparkles and all that is beautiful, but not recyclable. We can balance our needs of the environment and the needs of our hearts to give. And maybe we just give someone a deep appreciation would be even better than a gift they do not need or cannot use and trash. A handmade card with a poem and loving words can be worth more than the cost of an item. Caring and sharing in a new way, gifts that won't go to waste, a new awareness that families can share and learn from with an important goal in mind to take just enough and give back by not taking more than we need. I hope you will enjoy a meaningful gifting season. We are so blessed in many ways. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the speaker only, and not necessarily those of KVMR, its staff, management, board, or contributors. That's our newscast for this November 23rd. Visit us online at kvmr.org and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs>